Like if you never saw me and you just heard my voice, what do you think I would look like? Like a big grizzly Adams looking man, which is pretty much what you do look like. Do <laughs> you think so? Really? Like, I don't think yeah. I have the deepest voice. I did hear your voice a lot before I actually met you in person. You were intimidated as shit. You're like, man, dude, fuck me up. Yeah. I said the F word already. I remember you. I remember you having, I think I'm rubbing off on you because I remember you having more of a Kentucky accent. I think it's starting really? to slowly go away. Yeah. Maybe just when you were on blog talk radio, it, it, it well, because it was it offset by the British the lady accent. at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, the, the radio adds 10 pounds. Adds 10, uh, 10 notches to the accent. Or the the other thing I remember is you were interviewing a lot of fighters from Kentucky, mm-hmm. especially the you know those fighters from like the backwoods. That, oh, and then like it would probably let loose then. Yeah. So I don't know if it was that, or maybe I just didn't know you, and I'm used to it now. Um, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I went down to Maker's Mark this weekend, and I don't know if they they probably laid on a little thick. I think the the Kentucky. How do y'all welcome to the distillery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually had a woman as the uh, uh, as my tour guide, Laura. Shout out to her. Shout out, Laura, baby. What's week. up? I told her to listen this week. I would. I was going to regurgitate everything she taught me. So, did you, you remember it all? Like, be honest though. Once you, so you've been to two distillery tours now. Yeah, not much different in how they. <clears throat> like I, I remember Makers. I remember this really small old Rick House they took us to. Yeah, we went to a Rick House. Um, we got there a little bit late, so we kind of like did the fast forward part of the first like 20 minutes of the tour. Um, Buckeyes being, I bet they was like, man, these fucking Buckeyes. <laughs> there were a lot of people there from, uh, Kentucky. Well, I would Surprised say so. me. Why? I mean, I guess it's I just mean, like they're right down the street. Honest, Loretto, Kentucky is not like a hotbed for tourism other than making no. part. No, we were like. 25 miles away from maker's mark and we started seeing signs that's how you know you're in like the middle of nowhere like yeah like, come on we know you you ain't going the wrong way keep going just and then there's like a one lane road to get there i enjoyed it though well, good i did it uh there were a couple things that i knew about the tour about bourbon that i was like i, I could be given the one given this tour yeah Probably the history of the distillery, not so much, but bourbon yeah. itself, you should be well, hot on. And they, they're they very specific to, like, Makers is the only distillery that only makes one recipe. Did you know that? I actually knew that before. What they only mean? have one one mash bill, one recipe. So Makers 46 and the regular Makers is the same, just yep. they finish it different. Yeah. And then they're also... The only, I don't know if they're the only, but they actually move their barrels, roll their barrels. So they move them from like the top of their rick houses to the bottom because they want similar age on all of them. Like they want, they want to rotate their barrels. They don't want like, you know, they don't necessarily put, you know, a four year bourbon at the top and then a 20 year bourbon at the bottom. Um, they want all of their barrels in the end to kind of, um, end up the same. Yeah. So makes sense. And they don't necessarily do a, a specific age on any of their bourbons. They say makers, like the original is age five to seven years. They they say it's ready by taste. Um, but yeah, those were the things that I knew that were unique to makers. 
I feel like there's not really a lot that you can change in bourbon. No. So every place has to have kind of their own little thing, right? To still be like, here's the, here's like the things that we can do, but while still coloring inside the lines. Yeah. But the the best part of any tour is the the gift shop and the tasting. The tasting, so, yeah. So what did you 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 told me, but tell tell everybody else what <laughs> so, you taste. Yeah, we tasted, um, the original Maker's Mark, regular mm-hmm. unleaded they called it. Um, Maker's 101. Mark one hundred and one, yeah, which was my which favorite. I, which I have. Maker's Mark forty six, which I became more of a fan of i had only had it one other time before you didn't like and it then, then? not that i didn't like it i just kind of was like what's you know what's the point um we had five what were the other two? Oh, cask strength which i wasn't a big fan of it was like 110 proof mm. um which is basically like the the un, un, unwatered down version of maker's mark when you get and that then, wheat up a high in proof it's not that good yeah good and then we had a um they do like their special blends like you know they have so what they do with um, makers 46 is they have the french oak staves that they put in the barrels after it's Mm -hmm. done aging then they age it for i think it's 90 days they said additional 90 days with the french oak staves and they're they have specific um uh barrel picks or like um store picks they had one of the store picks that they did any of them speak french there no (laughs) but yeah they had one of their store picks and they were like do you guys like it everyone was like yeah 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 i was like no i don't really (laughs) i wasn't a big fan of it it had like a um had a weird thing where it like shot back up your your tongue and then it like tingled on the tip of your tongue like I'm not a big fan of that. I want I want Listen, my bourbon that, to go down and stay down. Tongue and lip tingle when you're drinking is the best. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the moment you want to capture in any night. Okay. Well, then maybe I should have liked. It. I don't know. I just wasn't. Now, the I don't one know that about I the it, two like, that I, I like about bourbon reflux <laughs> is how it's kind of how you're <laughs> describing it. Like, uh, oh, it came right back up. No, not, not that way. But yeah, it was. I don't know. It was kind of like a yo-yo effect, I guess. But it wasn't bad. I just wasn't. The other ones I liked a lot better. The one, the two that I really, the, the Makers 101, I was a big fan of. Yes. And then the uh, 46, I liked more than, again, once you once they told me the story of what what it was. So I did get some, the, the thing I took the most out of it, Gary, was the bourbon tasting, like how to taste bourbon. Um, which I never, not that I, I, it was like the simple version of what a lot of people try to do. Like a lot of people try to get fancy and, you know, I've, you got to waft it and do this and that, and then swirl it in your, swirl it six times in your glass, uh, clockwise and four times counterclockwise. Um, but it was very simple of like, here's, here's how you're going to get the best experience of tasting this bourbon. So I enjoyed it. Basically, yeah. the two things that I took away from it were, um, when you're when you're you you should swirl it in your glass, and then to get a good um, representation of what the nose is, open your mouth. Because I don't know if you know this, but most people breathe through their mouth. Yeah. 
most of your most of your uh mouth like, breathing. I don't know, hit, your, hit your taste buds but open your mouth and you get you don't have to waft it or anything but just like kind of like huff in a little bit and then yeah yeah like you're scared just but, but a little bit <laughs> but, but like excited <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um and then I, the the you know swirl it around your on in your mouth make sure it hits all your tongue to get the flavor and then when you swallow blow out just a little bit like and then that that makes the if you're not a big fan of that Kentucky hug that the you know, the, the lingering yeah it simmers it down a lot or you chase it um, with Pepsi chase it with Pepsi or I think that's like a AL8 country down there no L, I mean L8 distributed and made 10 miles up the street here so what are you drinking beer is it the beer you're drinking tonight? You this is beers and beards. No, this is my this is my warm up beer. The beers and beards podcast. Ten minutes in. Thank you so much for listening. If you happen to care, give us a share. There you go. Um, yeah, it's a Dave. We got to go to the distillery. I want to ask you this question. It's not in our notes, so this is fresh off the dome. This is live Uh-oh. reaction, off the cuff. One of the newest distilleries opened in uh, Frankfurt, Castle and Key. And so their first batch is out now. Yeah. And it's $50 a bottle. Now, that could be for a myriad of reasons. Mostly, I think it's kind of recoup some of the money, some of the startup money, right? Like you want to, you don't want it to be $10 a bottle because you don't know how it's going to sell. So you, you price it a little higher. But as a new bourbon at a $50 price point, what do you think their expectations are? Like in an already mm-hmm. saturated market, in an already saturated part of the state. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's, is there a story? Like, is it a, a distiller from somewhere else? Is it someone went uh, off on their own? I feel like you get that a lot in, in beer, right? You get, hey, I'm a brewer. I was brewing for someone else. I came to a different brewery. You know, I wanted to start my own thing. Um, and so you get a little bit of a reputation. I guess I would be curious what the reputation is. I don't know what, I mean, 50 bucks right out of the gate seems like a, a hefty entrance fee to try it. Yeah. Especially because, you know, there's so many bourbons out there that are, even at 40, 45 bucks, there's so many that are are really good that you're going to, that's a tough trigger to pull on something new that you don't really know what it's going to taste like. See if I can find the, the story of it. Um, I feel like there's not in... This was something I was thinking about, too. Like, If I go on a brewery tour, a lot of times they talk about their specific brewer. Like, hey, we got Billy Bob as our brewer here, and he's, right. you know they brand a lot on on who the brewer is they don't do that as much in bourbon i mean you've got now, some names you've got like, you've got names like yeah like uh beams and uh like buffalo trace it's the yeah. master distiller not really right. you know like that's who you're uh right i guess i take that back because they talk about bill samuels and bill samuels jr and then rob samuels but he's not even rob samuels is not as far as i know a, a distiller he just is the 
now he's the COO of the company. He's the grandson of Bill Samuels who started the company. Um, so I don't know. They, I guess I feel like they, I would think that they would, it's such like a, a, a craft driven industry, like not, you know, not craft beer, but like an industry of like, this is like, you would think that they would have their distillers be more upfront. Like I know the name of a few distillers, but not, I think you would, you would think you would know more. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So here's the story. Uh, Castle key was a, um, ruined distillery and they redid it. Um, and they started out, so I guess they're already selling like what was called a restoration gin and rye. Of course, every distillery has got a rye that they push out. Uh, but they've recreated this distillery, um, that hasn't been around in 50 years. So they they just built it back up. So batch number one has a nose of honey, gold, raisin, brown butter, orange blossoms, and some things that you'll never, uh, batch two is rye, dry cinnamon, pine resin, which, why would you even put that in there? Um, (laughs) it's going to be available in Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Kentucky, um, Arizona. There's like 13 States. Uh, but batch number two is set to come. Batch number one is out now. Batch number two is aged four years, and they got about eighty barrels of it. So, two they got maybe two thousand bottles or something like that. Hmm. But I, I think what to to why I even ask is that's a I think that's a big ask. Like, so I I bought a fifty dollar bottle of bourbon this week that I don't really that I've heard good things about, but I've never tried. Right. So like nobody's had this bourbon. <laughs> it's not like there's, yeah. a, and I'm sure there's some paid reviews out there or something, you know, maybe up there. Yelp I want to say, I think it was castle and key that I know someone that went there to that distillery and they had, yeah. they taste, they, they were able to try maybe their batch one bourbon. Cause it, this was last year. Well, that Phil, makes sense. Let me know if you, I think it was Phil that went there. FaceTime him. Yeah. Call him up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure know. he went, I'm pretty sure he went to Castle and Key because he went to a couple different places in Frankfurt that were like down in that area. I was at Costco and I just saw a bunch of weird bourbon. Like there was like a $25 bourbon called um, Barrel Bomb and it was bourbon <laughs> finished in, uh, in wine barrels. Okay. And Legion kind of turned me against that, you know? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I didn't hate bucks. the Legion. It had a little I, bit of a softer finish. It wasn't that great, like, of a bourbon, but it wasn't a horrible. Um, have you seen, I see this everywhere now since we tried it, the barrel bourbon. Yeah. I see it everywhere. Like, every place that I go to, I see it. What's that retail for? Like, what does I want to say it's like 50, like low 50s, maybe. You think it's because of inflation or just like that? That's just that's the market. You know, I don't know how it is in on the East End. <laughs> I think like, it's the market for like you, you want to some sometimes like there's bourbons that are everyday bourbons, like Maker's Mark, Larceny, yeah. Buffalo Trace to an extent, if you can find it. And then there's bourbons that are like, 
what you would call probably like small luxuries, like Angel's Envy, where you get that 40 to $50 bottle. And I think a lot of people just want to be in that. Like, And the difference is like you can make some of these at nauseum, right? You can just keep pumping out the bottles. Jim yeah. Beam, uh, Buffalo Trace, Elijah Craig, like a lot of those are just mass produced. So, yeah. Um, and then some like, you know, Peerless or Angel's Envy, they're very small where the Rick House, you know, I've said this a bunch of times, Peerless's Rick House is not as big as my basement. So, right. You got to put it like you, I mean, you got to try to make some money and I get that, but I don't know. It's just, just a weird, like, I know with inflation and everything, prices go up and you like, fucking gas is expensive so you know to haul bourbon's more expensive but it's i don't want to see it like just get too ridiculous yeah and they were i mean i've seen a lot of stuff and we haven't talked a ton about inflation in terms of beer and bourbon because the interesting thing is that from a beer standpoint the prices have not kept up with like inflation of everything else like it actually hasn't beer is actually at least for the first, you know, past four or five months has actually been Stay cheaper. Not say the same prices have gone up like, I don't know, 4%. Yeah. Whereas um, everything else is like 7 to 8% inflation, which we haven't seen in like, you know, since the 80s. Um, so it's interesting. And I think a lot of it is that beer retailers most of them realize that they can't be super aggressive with price. Not that beer consumers are, are like price sensitive. Right. You're getting into my, you're getting into my world now, Gary, we're talking about pricing and promotions and yeah. all that. I'm about to nerd out here for a minute, but I think that the beer industry is very reluctant with how tough of a last two plus years it's been to add an increased price as another deterrent to get people to not buy. Because at the beginning of, of the pandemic, people were going out and buying tons of beer, of packaged beer. But then all the draft beer, which is like 50% of sales, went to zero overnight, basically. And so packaged beer all of a sudden became this huge thing. And that's done well. But beer as a whole has actually gone down the last couple of years. So I think that the beer industry and I'm Gary's asleep. I'm not, no, no, <laughs> I no. The beer, <laughs> the, I I'm think the asleep, beer industry. I'm looking at my no, phone. I was gonna say, I'm listening to you. I promise. I was going to say, I think the beer it's industry. Like I just got caught out of class. <laughs> Raise your hand. No, I was going to say that. I think the beer industry. My eyes is, do look a little squinty. I'm still trying to, uh, to recover from a tough couple I'm gonna of years. I'm going to get up at like 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Going to going to the gym, baby. Yeah, pumping iron. I was asleep at seven o'clock last night. Oh, those are the good. You see, Miss Jeopardy. I've never, I never watched Jeopardy, but let me tell you, <laughs> I don't mean to derail your beer marketing and promotion. There was a good. Uh, I got a here's a uh, a good Jeopardy question for you. Okay. This island nation has the only flag in the world that doesn't have any of the colors red, white, or blue on it. Caribbean? Yeah. Uh, 
they showed a picture of it which makes it a lot easier but no red white or blue i see you looking it up my answer Co- here caribbean how do you spell caribbean <laughs> <laughs> what island um i'm gonna it's gonna have to be red white or blue so doesn't have red white or blue it's the green one i don't know which one that is yeah green and black is that is that jamaica yeah i was gonna say dominican republic (laughs) yeah their flag literally is red white and blue dominican republic isn't that interesting though like that it's the only country in the world just because of primary colors i don't know that's weird i just think that it's like did you know the answer well when i saw the picture of the flag i did it would i probably would have gotten to it without seeing the picture but they showed the picture so um so in my morning conquest i'm listening to our podcast like a whole bunch of podcast stuff going on in my brain lately yeah and so i'm like listening like first of all it sounds like it finally sounds good you know i try to edit out like for some reason some weeks one of us will freeze like David freezes on my screen, but I freeze on his screen, so I really don't know whose fault it is. Yeah, we had a long, t- a long stretch where we didn't have it happen. And see, now I just did it, didn't I? It just did it as soon as we start talking about it. <laughs> we had a long stretch where it didn't happen, t- for, at least for me. Yeah, and like all, so, I've checked like my internet. Months. Like I want to, I want to ball out. Like I want to win the lottery and just have a whole, like, two PC system. For, anyway. But anyway, I'm listening. I just got to a us. new modem, so I know it's not me. Uh, a new modem. I'm in, I'm walking I'm in the gym. I'm listening, and it gets to the part last week where David's like almost right off the jump talking about naked men in the locker room, <laughs> and I start laughing out loud like like I'd never heard it before, and I was like, "All right, I think I think we're good. We're on the right track." Mixing in some news and whatever, and like. I've, I've been through, I got some stuff for my other podcast that I, I almost instantly regretted as soon as I did it, but. Then your third oh, yeah. podcast you got coming up. Yeah. Uh, Mystery Science yeah. Theater 4000. No. My next podcast. Ooh. Is going to be. Are you with, doing eating chicken wings? No, I got some. You're uh, over there licking your fingers. I just poured the, the my <laughs> bourbon out and it got on my fingers, so I licked it. Uh, David, you you will probably be replaced on this show by NFL great Sean Salzman. I hope I am. Very. Yeah. We're basically best friends now. I was thinking about this when I was in the shower. About Sean Salisbury? Yeah. <laughs> I think he know like I think he knows somebody named Gary Thomas because your name is very common. Yeah. And he followed you on both Instagram and Twitter and thinks that it was his friend Gary. Tom- and you might even look a little bit like him, but he's probably like, man, I was drunk the whole time I knew Gary. So I'm hitting him up to come on the show. <laughs> listen, you have, you have core memories, right? Like certain things remind you. I definitely things. have memories of him. So my core memory is Thanksgiving morning. I want to say 2007. And I'd love to ask him if he remembers this. Thanksgiving morning, it's either like 2006, 2007. He was the only, he was the guest host, but the only host of Mike and Mike in the morning. 
on Thanksgiving morning. Oh man. Okay. Um, so he did the whole radio show by himself. Like he had call-ins and, and talk, but like even way before pot, I knew what a podcast was. And I was like, I, I kind of was envious of radio. I was just like, wow, this dude's just spitting it. You know, like he's just, <laughs> he's, he could talk like, and that's, he could talk. He still has a radio show. Yeah. In and, Houston, right? Yeah. And like, Allegedly, he's turned down a couple coaching jobs because he <laughs> coaches like privately coaches quarterbacks in Texas. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that. And compliant, like he can't do it because of compliance. Because if those schools were recruiting, whatever. <laughs> okay. But I was, I'm I'm in on the Shaw, Sean Salisbury train right now. Yeah, then, I am. Um... Listen, that'd be the only thing I tell him. Like, hey, listen, man, you remember Thanksgiving morning, like 2007. He was on for three hours by yourself. I watched the whole fucking show and loved it. <laughs> I remember him being on as like a guest host on Mike and Mike, and I always thought he was good. He was a really good analyst. And I'm like, for being like a mediocre quarterback as an analyst, he was really good. I remember on, do you remember the show Cheap Seats with the Sklar brothers? Mm-hmm. They used to make fun of, you know, old for people that don't remember it, they, it was on ESPN classic mm-hmm. and they had a show where they made fun of old sporting events that had shown on ESPN in the seventies or eighties or whatever. And they would always have this like segment of, they would call it breakdown and he would come on and break, break the segment down. Um, and uh, yeah, that I remember him being on that, I guess. So moving on battling, Time space continuum, David. Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. I just completely blanked out. How, let's drink. <laughs> Fuck let's drink. It's been one of those nights. Let's drink. Um, you go. First. I saw you poured your bourbon. I did, and I licked my finger. Okay. You thought right, it was so because I'm fat. You were like, "Oh, you got, you got some ribs over there." <laughs> I said chicken wings. Same thing. Knowing you can't afford chicken wings with how much wings are right now. Um the wing shortage. Well, this smells good. Yeah, wing shortage. Um, this beer is brought to you by our good friends at Rivalry Brews. Rivalrybrews.com. Code MMA McCain for 10% off. Shout out to Adam. Sent me my new box this month. Um, I didn't really, I'm kind of in between. Like seasons, I didn't know what to get for beer. Like, do I want winter They're beers? Like do I want spring, spring shanty? No. Nah. <laughs> so I got a beer that sounded good. It seems like it's winter themed, but it sounds like it would be a good spring beer, like winter into spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and the beer is from Birdfish up in Columbiana, Ohio. Not to be confused and, with Dogfish Head. Right. right. Did I get that Birdfish right? Brewing. Yes. But this beer is called Snowbirds. It is a imperial sour with grapefruit, orange, and tangerine. So it sounds like it's going to be a good like spring break to the big can. You got mm-hmm. the bird on here, Snowbird. It's like the old people going down to Florida in the winter. If we were going to go on spring yeah. break, which I just finished up my spring break. Yeah. Where well, would you? Where would like, we go to party? Um, what part of Florida? 
What part? Mm-hmm. Probably the right. villages. What um what about is Daytona Beach still a thing? I think so. Panama City. Yeah, Panama Canal. Be us and MTV Spring Break with uh, Daisy Fuentes, who I was maybe one of my strongest celebrity crushes of all times. Daisy Fuentes. I don't remember her. It's probably before my time. What? The big one that was on uh, MTV when I was watching Spring Break was uh, Carmen Electra. She was on like everything that they did. I'm trying to find you a picture of Daisy Fuentes on Spring Pull Break. Pull it up. But anyway, this is a sour beer. It's like almost 8% alcohol, so it'll get you drunk. It'll um, get you drunk. It's, it smells orangey and tangerine Very citrusy, which you need on spring break. Let's see. Sour, but not overly sour. Just for giggles here, let me... Uh... I would say on the sour, like one to ten, it's probably like a three and a half, maybe four. But you can tell that it's a sour. Oh. Yeah. Don't look too long. We're married, man. (laughs) Anyway. When you got grape in a beer, I will always compare it to the, what was it? Grape? Yeah. Did you say it had grape in it? No. Read it again. I'm pretty sure you said grape. Grapefruit. Oh, grapefruit. Yeah, grape grapefruit. is a fruit. <laughs> grapefruit, orange, and tangerine. Oh, well, never mind then. That completely takes it all out. You think it's wine? No, but it's I think very, about that. It's very citrusy. That very um, that high ABV beer I had at your house. It was so good. Oh, the Urban Artifact. Yeah. Um, the uh, astronaut food. Yes, so good. Yeah, go back and listen. To every, well, I don't even remember what episode that was. It was a while ago. We did new and urban artifact the same night. Yeah, in the shed. Get you drunk. In, in the, the shed. shed. Which I think, Gary, before you drink your beer, I might turn my shed, which it kind of already is a little bit of a bar. But I want to turn it into like an indoor outdoor bar to like extend onto my patio with like a pass through window. Does it have a window? It has like a small window now and like a bigger window with like doors that you can open and you open it. There's your bar on the inside. There will be shelves with bourbon. Mm -hmm. I already got my kegerator, got my beer fridge. What's in the kegerator right now? Anything? Yeah, there's uh, the last bit of Schwartz beer that I brewed, and then a jalapeno. Schwarzenegger, Schwartz beer, and then jalapeno pale ale. I don't get that. Jalapeno. You don't? I, no, I don't like the taste of like the actual vegetable, right? Is it no. a vegetable or a fruit? Vegetable, I think, right? Seeds. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. These are jalapenos from my garden. Guadalajara. Yes. That we grew. They're East End jalapenos. (laughs) Local. Got to market them, son. (laughs) Oh, listen. Did you know if you're already, if you already use tobacco, you're Mm -hmm. at least 21 years old, 
I would love to introduce you to a viable alternative, and that would be Black Buffalo. Black Buffalo does not contain any tobacco leaf or stem. Its base ingredient is a very specific and very edible green leaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all food safe ingredients and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. And it delivers the same experience as the traditional smokeless tobacco who's had a bunch of tobacco. It reminds me so much of Kodiak wintergreen. I got the wintergreen. It, it's available in so many flavors, right? What other flavors? Um, I'm Peach glad you cobbler. asked. I must tell you. Um, what do you say? Peach cobbler. I think there is a, a peach flavor. They have wintergreen, mint, straight, blood orange, peach. Ooh. Um, key lime then pie. You, then you can get, <laughs> there's no key lime pie, <laughs> but you can get like packs where they mix it. You know, they'll give you uh, one of Ooh. every flavor. They got long cut, long pouches. Cut. They've got pouches. They've What's got zero? No nicotine. Ooh. Nicotine free. What's the point? Uh, but just a disclaimer, because by law, I've got to tell you, this does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Say less addictive than crack, yes. but more addictive than coffee. Right in between there, yeah. Is it, Scientifically, that, that that's probably up for debate. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, nor am I a scientist. I'm just saying, in my experience, probably less addictive than crack, more addictive than coffee. Yeah, um, I've been using. I I got an order. I got uh, got some. It was great. David tried some. I don't know if you've chewed the whole can or you just dabbled. I just dabbled. How yeah. much? This it may be me. Not know how long. How you said you do two cans a day, right? Is that that sounds like it's above average, but what's the average person? You like one one can a day, you think? I think it everybody's different. Hmm. I've seen people like dip for ten minutes, spit it out, and which I feel is very wasteful. I keep it in probably too long. (laughs) Till it's you get all all the flavor out. I so I like it. I like my food. I don't like the moist uh, consistency. So you don't like Copenhagen. Uh. Uh-uh. You want like no, a nice dry. Yeah. So I like the, I like it dry and it stays in one place. So, uh, but if you click the link in our bio, it's going to take you to Black Buffalo. Sure at least twenty one years old. Save yourself ten percent. We get a little cut. You get a little discount. Makes the world. A Let's better say place. at least if you're at least twenty two years old. We don't even want 21-year-olds. Listen, if you ever go to a porn site and it says, are you at least 18? And you're like, no, I'm 13. Actually, I didn't have the internet when I was 13. But like, I ain't saying, and they're like, All right, I ain't well, saying there's ways in, to get around this. But they're like, <laughs> you can come in, but there's only certain stuff you can look at. Yeah, there's. <laughs> we'll send you to the kids only section. Only book report. We'll send you to the kids section. <laughs> you can watch um, cartoon stuff. Tonight, I'm drinking a bourbon sponsored by um, me, David McKinney. Yep. It smells really good, dude. It, it, I know. It's got a great nose on it. 
I can't breathe them. I don't know. I can't do that. <laughs> so I, you've I feel, got your I'm about can. to aspirate. <laughs> <laughs> I can breathe in through my mouth. But I don't get anything. I feel like you don't need to. You don't need to like go strong with it. Just like have your nose breathe Drink in through, through your nose. nose, but have your mouth open. I can't. I can't breathe in through my nose with my mouth open. Really? Do you have a deviated septum? I don't know. I feel uh, like this, this is, is that's Chattanooga be whiskey. A hard thing to do. <laughs> Chattanooga <laughs> whiskey, ninety-one proof, so it's right in Daddy's sweet spot. Feel free to call me Daddy. Good nose on it, man. It's got a good nose, and I feel this is biased because you really like it, and I trust you. Other than you saying you like Legion. I didn't say I like it. I said I didn't hate it. I can sit in Hub Urban all day long and be happy. Yeah. All right. And my mouth's watering like crazy, bro. Gosh. <laughs> Here we go. Chattanooga whiskey. It's from Tennessee, which I you could almost say it's Georgia. It's closer to Georgia than it is to Kentucky. Yes. God, I could, I'm telling you, man. I'm, Tennessee high malt. No. <sighs> what are your thoughts? It's all good to the finish. And really? I ain't saying it's I ain't saying it's bad. Way stronger. On the finish. Stronger? Yeah, my palate is good. The nose is good. I'd give the nose a five out of five. I'd give the yeah. palate a three and a half, and I'd give the finish a two for your average score of 2.75. I go three. <laughs> I'm glad I won't, I wouldn't buy a bottle of this, to be honest. Not my cup of tea. It's so interesting because it was one that I'd wanted to try and I wanted to not like it, but. I really did. And it's honestly one of my go-to. I think it's like 40, it's like a $40 bottle. Mm-hmm. It's one of my go-to. Looks good. And I honestly, now that you've tried it, I probably will finish this bottle within <laughs> two <laughs> the, One of the biggest things was with me keeping this bottle was like, well, I want Gary to try it. Cause it's one that I've, I haven't, and you haven't, and I know you would never buy it yourself. It's so it's odd. We have a, we both love bourbon, but we, I think our tastes are way off. Yeah. On, on actually. I think your taste is more for the higher rye. I think you you do like rye whiskey though, right? Yeah. I like Not just me. straight like straight rye like regular rye whiskey. Yeah. Um it's not something I drink all the time or I drink every day, but it's, it, the, the nose is a 6 <laughs> out of 5. I'm telling you. It bro, is a good this nose. Is, this is the best nose I've had in forever. And then I'm trying to open my mouth. I don't need to open my mouth. I <laughs> listen. It's really, really good. That is a really, really good. Snoot. Yeah. The other let's thing try, that I like about different way. I, also, I just literally washed it around my mouth for probably too long. This is how I'd actually drink bourbon. Way better that way. Okay. Yeah, that's way. Yeah, that second one's way better. Way better. I don't get the so it, sloshing it in your mouth thing. <laughs> I think that's just to like, I don't know, get You're your getting... full palate coated. 
David the ba- the bottle gave me I two ounce pour. Yeah. So I'm gonna drink the whole thing. Um I should have brought the bottle up, up here, but um the barrel, so I think that all of their stuff, their regular barrel is finished in Solera barrels, which is like a giant wine barrel. Um, they put they basically blend a hundred fully aged barrels into one large charred oak barrel that never goes empty. And so a Solera is like, you know, you you put it you put everything in there and then you fill it and then you might leave ten or twenty percent left of it and then you fill it back up. So it kind of is like each bottle has a little bit of every batch that they've ever done, theoretically, right? Yeah. It's like it never is empty. Um, so I think that's interesting. The other thing that I think is cool, and I wish I had like just infinite money to try everything. They, they're, this is a very experimental distillery. Um, they're always coming out with some really cool, like sounding stuff that I'm like, I would really like to try that, but I don't want to pay what I'm sure you want me to pay. <laughs> they have like a scotch cask finish. So it's bourbon then so it's aged for four years and then put into scotch casks which i think would be interesting um they've got what are some other ones if you go on their website they have like experimental barrels they've got aquavit so it's a scandinavian rye malt whiskey base and a lot of these are sold out they're very low citrus infused amaro High malt tequila barrel finished. I think that would be interesting. A bourbon. Did you just call Amaretto Amarado? Amaro. A M A R O. M A R O. I got you. Yeah. Which like is like a liqueur, right? Yes. I would assume yeah. so. That's what I think it is. <laughs> That's what it is. And then, yeah, the one that I'm curious about is uh, they had a tequila barrel finish. That would be interesting. Yeah. We need to do a tequila night. Yeah. Just Maybe like, on like, uh, Cinco de Mayo. Let me ask you this. I like tequila. I don't, I don't hate tequila. Yeah. I'm a, like, I'm a shooter, right? Like I'm not a, I'm not drinking it for the taste. Mixed drink. Yeah. I don't, what do you mix tequila with? Make a margarita. Margaritas. Yeah. Um, but it's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And it that's not typically a bourbon holiday, but it is a beer holiday. Right. Are you gonna drink any green beer? No, I'll drink some Guinness. Fair enough. Probably something I haven't had in a long time that I want I might have I might have tomorrow. Jameson. Uh get Which, you an Irish car bomb. Yeah. You ever have one of those? Yeah, I do like Irish car bombs. I didn't like mine. <laughs> Let me ask you this, because this is the first I've heard about this. Um, okay. And it caught my eye. But there's a there's new federal efforts, right, to like help small business, including breweries, kind of, I don't know, make it more financially motivating or, or financially easier to like startup right and and one of those places that's hoping that 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 they can take advantage of that is a place 
uh, called Immigrant Son in, in Ohio. Have you heard of it? I have heard of that. Um, like it was, it was two years in the making, COVID and all that. But uh, and it's, like this Cleveland is just area. one of of many bourbon, or, or I'm sorry, of many breweries in Ohio. Ohio's the fifth largest craft beer producer in the country as of last year. Yeah, I remember they had a female brewer, which I thought was interesting. I think, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It says it's open now. But but I this is that, um, and what really caught my eye is the big business, the the big craft business in Ohio. Sixty five percent that's broke up into two breweries. Like sixty five percent of the craft brewery business split up between two breweries. Yeah, Rheingeist and uh, Great Lakes. Uh, it doesn't say. It just says just two major brewery. Well, I'm sorry, maybe not just in Ohio. Uh, just two major breweries corner an estimated 65% of the U S market of the craft beer market or beer market. It doesn't, it doesn't say it's a craft beer article, but anyway, uh, to show that that other 35%, they're, they're looking to make it easier for like tiny house brewing to, to get a foothold and at least, at least have a chance. You know what I mean? Which is good. Like I'm all for helping a small business. Because let's be honest, you if you start a brewery, it you're not rich like you get wealthy, you know. Yeah, there are some people though that did start breweries like a decade ago that are rich, right? <laughs> like but the it's people not, who started. It's like when you got an MMA brewery. business, people want to throw yeah. fights, and then they have a big crowd. They they pocket twenty thousand dollars. Oh shit, we're going. Rival the UFC, and then three events they're broke. How many yeah. times have you seen that? Like more brewery, than either like either you or I can count. <laughs> yeah, so you you've got that in any small business, you know. Like uh, I'm, I started a t-shirt business. Oh shit, I popped off my first run. I sold 200 shirts, and guess what? I've got 500 shirts that I can't sell now. You know, the same. It's just the yeah. the in a market driven economy, it's so risky. And with so many other breweries, like what, like what, how are you going to stand out? How's your beer going to taste that much different or that much better or be that much trickier? You know? Yeah. I, I think, yeah, the biggest, yeah. I've got a cactus here. They made from a cactus uh, out in the uh, Death Valley. It's fucking mwah, magnifique. Get the fuck out of here. You know, like it's, it's hard to come up with new shit. Yeah. I think the big thing is having a hook, having, Re- reasons to get people to either come back to you, whether it come back, whether it's come back to your tap room, come back to buying. Yeah. Either a, it's consistency of quality of like I know that, like I buy beer from Rheingeist here in Cincinnati because I know every beer that they put out is going to be, at like good is like the baseline for them. Yeah. And, and the cans is, are going to look fire. Yes. Yeah. So that's a, that's like you said, like you you know what like expectations so consistency or have something unique and different have and i think the big thing now is like beer in general has gone so far off the deep end that now the the unique thing is going back to the middle having really good loggers doing the basics really well which is hilarious like those are the places that are doing well and you start to see more of that like regression to the mean of like okay now the 
the thing that was boring before is cool and exciting again. Yeah, like, people doing, want it. Like we want to return yeah. to a normalcy, like you said, a consistency of just like good quality stuff. You know. Yeah. I only buy Russell shorts. You know why? Because they're good. Every pair I've ever bought are good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, does Hurley. that mean Under Armour doesn't make good shorts? No. Nike. No. Just that's the brand I like. Yeah. I've fallen into that too. Like I buy a lot of stuff for running mm-hmm. and there's so many brands out there and you're like, I don't know, like, you know, I'm sweating in this and I'm running in it. And like, there's going to be a lot of friction and, and what, and like I've had running shorts that I wore like three times and they fall apart or, you know, that's why people buy like, you know, get good quality shoes, good quality running shorts. When you are. You and them white new balances at you. Yeah. <laughs> white new balance with the, 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 uh, tube socks up to your but knees. yes up to my knees so i don't know i i it is hard out there for a brewery and we saw like in ohio the the number of new breweries opening has drastically slowed down like there's a lot in planning like i would say like in the city of ohio there's like maybe 40 right now but there's none like it before it was like like those 40 will probably open up over the next three to four years whereas before like say in 2017 if we had 40 it was like okay that's 40 that's going to open this year yeah it's taken a lot longer for people to open up you know for a myriad myriad of reasons like a lot of it's like building issues like you know building materials so expensive right now that you can't even build out if you if you have a tap room that you're trying to build out you you're not you can't afford to build all right right let's take this model yeah we're a brewery. We don't have a tap room. Okay. We got a brew truck. We'll bring it to you. Like a food truck, but with beer. <laughs> Is that I a thing? I think that idea would be very popular, but it's illegal in most places. Like when the pandemic started here. And I mean, started everywhere. It's around the same time but when it started. Well, it started in Wuhan, actually. Yeah, but when it started, we had a brewery that loaded up one of their delivery trucks and was like, "Hey, we're going to be like the adult version of the ice cream truck, and we're going to drive around <laughs> to neighborhoods. You guys flag us down. We'll stop sell you some beer off the the ice cream truck." And I guess I can, but and they were just they were just playing Coldplay over the speakers. One hundred percent illegal. I got, illegal, it, illegal. Yeah, it was Mad Tree, and it, well, like one day they just like stopped, and we're like, they were doing it for like two weeks. What what's the deal? But they the they had like this little tracker that you could you know track them like yeah <laughs> what neighborhood they're in. That's um, awesome. It was cool, but not legal. I did say, uh, speaking of beer delivery, we haven't been able to mention this. Um, our good friends at Dreaming Creek, yes, a couple of weeks ago, were able to finally deliver a keg of beer to the place across the street from them. Mm-hmm. They did you can a, watch it on TikTok. Yeah, they did a TikTok. So, and you can follow us on TikTok. Yeah, we haven't posted anything yet. David's I don't know how to do it on there. We're gonna dance. I was gonna do my crappy 
drinking crappy bourbons as our first post last week, but I forgot to to film yourself. Video I, it. Yeah. Dude, you started drinking as soon as I hit record, you're like, all right, pour this bitch out. I get to get this over with. Well, because I had to spread them out a little bit because well I didn't want to get to the last like twenty minutes of the show and be like, oh, I started to drink three of them. <laughs> like, oh, that'd been great. I had to Angie yeah. would have really loved that. Yeah. I did wake up. <laughs> Here's a fun story. And then we'll get to the uh to the part that everyone comes for. So I woke up middle of the night, you know, go to the bathroom and I'm standing there peeing, and all of a sudden, bam, my head hits the wall. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, guess I'm a little drunk. <laughs> this but it wasn't really it was probably like, you know, an hour and a half after I went to sleep and it just felt like the middle of the night. But I'm like so drunk that I couldn't even stand there and go to the bathroom. And I'm like, my head hit the wall. And Angie was like, Are you okay? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I'm baby, you want to buy me some depends. <laughs> I went through like the bourbon TikTok thing. Yeah. And they're also uppity or really dumb. Like, I feel like we could take over that space, make it our, our thing. Like it, it, almost every other one was people arguing if Jack Daniels was a bourbon. I, I feel like so on stupid. TikTok, yeah, TikTok like thing like it's such a trend following thing. It's yeah. like here's something that's popular, so not everyone has to do the same thing. And I'm just like, I can't watch 700 videos of the same dance. Like, I, it doesn't seem like it's dancing as much anymore. But it's all the not same. Really, no. stuff, all the same song. Like yes. Angie watches even like reels on Instagram and same she's you know, like every third reel is the same is the same. And it's like five seconds of the same song. Uh, there's only one song, Gary, that I can listen to. And I'd, I remember it because I used to have a video game that had this song on it yeah. and I would play it all the time. Just I would play the video game just to hear the song. What song is that? It's a song that I picked as my song tonight. Oh shit! Before David r- unveils this, go to get amazonmusic.com forward slash beers and beard. Get yourself a free month so you can hear our songs. You can do all that. You can support us. Costs you nothing unless you forget to uh, unless you forget to um, cancel it. Cancel. So Which, yeah, yours is kind of impactful. I'm jealous that you picked this because I didn't think about it. So. <laughs> Explain so and watch we lost right now. Yeah, we lost a, a, a dear friend of, of the uh of the of the community, the world. Um someone that was influential on me growing up. Same and kind of like I guess this it would be considered like the like maybe the later part not later, but like middle to later part of his people that are older than me have different memories of him being like Scott Hall unfortunately passed away this week yeah 63 years old pro wrestler but people remember him as razor ramon i i barely remember him as that that's like how razor i remember ramon him as. and diesel have you seen pictures of him early in his career he looks no. older than shit he looks like an old man like he got <laughs> younger as he, 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 yeah it's crazy look at some old pictures like when he first started okay. he had a big thick mustache he looks Pull old let's see um, but anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll finish telling my, the story. So, you know, of course, Razor Ramon in WWF back in the day, hey, won the intercontinental, intercontinental title, 
his match against uh, Shawn Michaels is still one that people talk about from WrestleMania, like, I don't know, ten. six, four, ten, five, three, ten. one of the early ones. Um, and it was a ladder match, but then he went to WCW, and that's really when he became like the uh, the biggest part of his career, the most influential, I think, when he started in WO with Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan. The crazy thing was that he was always kind of looked at as like the third guy, I think, in that group of the original mm-hmm. three. But the best wrestler, <laughs> he does look old. Um, yeah. But the best in terms of like wrestler, the best in terms of like developing storylines, and then NWO split off. And this is when I, like, I was, of course, I, I knew about the early NWO, you know, a little bit, but my age, when I really, really got into wrestling, was when the NWO split into NWO Hollywood and NWO Wolfpack. And of course, you know, I was NWO Wolfpack all day. And mm-hmm. I played the WCW game on N64. And they had you could play the entrance themes. And I would go and just listen to this song over and over. The NWO Wolfpack theme by it says on Spotify. Yes. Jimmy Hart, Howard Helm, and from No Limit Records, Sea Murder. Yeah, Sea Murder. Lex Luger coming out in his cut off sleeves. Don't turn your back on the wolf pack. Don't turn your back on the wolf pack. Might wind up in a body bag. Don't turn your back on the wolf pack. You might wind up in a body bag. Take your chances. Now it's time to share it all. Foreboding. That was the old school days of like wrestling was so cool that like they had specific songs written for yeah you know wrestlers because it was cool and jimmy hart mouth of the south he was like the wcw like i think he was the producer of all their like they did all original music for everything like the nwo Mm -hmm. theme song was original um the some of the songs they kind of hogan song wasn't original that was jimmy hendrix (laughs) well that his song and that was uh his song in in wwf no, no, standing next to a mountain. Or his, uh, wait, yeah, anyway, Jimmy but Hendrix. Jimmy Hart. So his big thing was like, he's like, we would change the song, the song just enough. Like DDP, <laughs> his song was Smells Like Teen Spirit. And they're like, we'd, we would change it just enough that it was like not copyright infringement. So hmm. those are the good old days. But I was a big WCW mark back in the day and like now getting old and like realizing that it was like how poorly it was run kind of ruins it i feel like i'm glad that i i lived through it as like a young kid and didn't know about all the backs you know all the backstage crap that's like 
like well, I listen that, to that kind of wrestling is not fun to know about like like to pull back the curtain I'm like wrestling is like suspended belief right that's the fun yeah. part like right now in eight like I watch AEW like kind of what's up with Cody Rhodes leaving AEW I thought it was his company know. to be honest I didn't know it was Tony Khan's yeah he's grass is always greener but uh yeah the suspended belief and like i like this i like it because of the storylines and just now that i'm older i like the really good heels they're really scott hall's the best of the best oh he was Do you remember who he beefed with first when he came over to wcw before he eat but i mean before they're really even the outsiders before the nwo who he called out as soon as he got over there rick flair i don't know the nacho man he called him the nacho man Uh, nacho man (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> they had all the big names. I mean, every it was like every week someone was jumping over, you know, from from uh, WWF to WCW. And the worst crossover ever. Bret Hart. The most disappointing was Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah. Like they could have used him so brilliant. He didn't but... want to. He he was he didn't want to go there. That was the big thing. He wanted to stay with WWF, and then Vince McMahon was just like, kind of, no. I don't know. That's he's he's very much a uh uh what what could have been toward the end of his career. Yeah, that was Hitman's one of my all time for anyway. Yeah, I remember I when he wrestled Yokozuna at WrestleMania. Outside. Yeah. Right? No, and no, it was, was that? and uh Bret Hart was the, the heel, the bad guy. And I'm and I remember my mom telling me, like, no, he's the bad guy, we're not supposed to root for him. And I'm like He's Bret Hart. Like I want to root for him. Like he's sharpshoot that big fat bastard. Come on now. <laughs> and I'm like, to make Yoko Zuno is like the good guy. I'm like, he's easy to hate. Like he's just a big Japanese, you know, uh they took a Samoan dude and made him Japanese. Come on now. <laughs> like looking back, I thought he was Japanese. I'm a Samoan. <laughs> Grew his hair out. Uh yeah. But they I don't have make anything. Roman Reigns now. They should make him Japanese. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been at the gym every morning, and, I, and this song keeps popping up on my playlist. Yeah. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. And I know the guy's, he's kind of controversial sometimes. His music videos aren't always PG. Um, but fuck, this, is, this is Industry Baby by Lil Nas X. <laughs> Baby bet, ayy, Cobra X, ayy, couple Grammys on him, couple packs, ayy, that's a fat, ayy, throw it back, ayy, throw it back, ayy, and this one is for the champion, ayy, lost his hobby, yeah, funny how you said it was the yeah, yeah, you know we did it again, I told you long ago, Yeah. I'm a Jack Harlow fan, actually. He's from Louisville, right? That's right. That's also another one of those uh, TikTok songs. Yeah, that is 100%. Like, I was looking at the Spotify, like, top 50 or whatever. And I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. And I started looking at some of them. Like, they're all like, I got to start on TikTok. <laughs> like, what? It's 
like the new MySpace. <laughs> Remember how MySpace like launched the careers songs on of there. so yeah. many people for like back in the day? I do. I do. Well, listen, if you made it this far, That's how the Beatles let me... got started. They got started on uh, Napster. Yeah. Were you, are you old enough to have Napster? Yeah. LimeWire, too. Yeah. Napster was I, a little bit before my time. Yeah. I was talking about this today. I got, so if you had Metallica songs, when Metallica sued them, automatically delete your account. But so I found around where you could download like the previous version, like version two, like if it was on version three, you just download the one before that and you'd be good. Oh, for Napster? Yeah. And you just turn off the updates and then just don't download any Metallica. Uh, but remember when they put a a U2 whole album on like people's on your phone yeah Yeah. on your phone yeah you just had it I think that but that was like Mm T-Mobile or Sprint Mm -hmm. or somebody Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. oh that was I'm singing Coldplay (laughs) they're all the same (laughs) Duran Duran it's all the same Uh, but David if they made it this far what what are we going to tell them we love you very much, Mom. More, more than anything. <laughs> She's the only one that made it. Who? My mom. My mom, too. She, she's listening. Mom. She probably turned it off when I started you. cussing. Which was like three seconds in this week. I don't know. It doesn't sound like me, David. Why are you putting Thank you for up? listening to our heavily edited. This one's heavily edited. Explicit content. 21 plus so only. I'm... Yeah. People have to be uh, 21 plus to listen to this because of uh, we talk about alcohol. Do, I, I know there's an E for explicit on ours, so mm-hmm. I feel like you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Um, no cuss words, though. Make sure you go like us Paul on Caldi. Instagram. Beers, 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 and beards pod. Like us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook while it's still there. Like Sean um, Salisbury was, on follow Sean Salisbury, our new follow you back. member um, of the show. I found our podcast on Deezer. Didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> okay. How do you even spell that? Shout out to all the Deezer. If you're listening on Deezer, shout out to you. Holla back. Um, so, yeah. Give us a, a review. A sh- Hold on. I've not checked our reviews lately. Have you checked our reviews? Anybody listen, gave us a review? No. I haven't checked. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, I do care uh, about people listening, but I don't care if people give us. I mean, we do care if we get. Sorry. Take that out. Take that out, Gary. We care. We care. We do this for fun. We do this for you, for our fans. We love you. Thank you. Uh, we're currently sitting at number 700 thousand podcast in the US. four and a half out of five because somebody somebody decided to give us a one one star review yeah come come and, clean come forward i want to talk yeah. i want to have a little chat with you yeah the, i mean we'll take constructive criticism and then you can go straight to hell i won't take any constructive criticism it's hard i'll tell you how you're wrong and i'm right it's hard to take criticism because you, we always think we're right. Now, listen. Do I think there's room for improvement? Yes, I've been I've been racking my brain. First no. of all, it's going to have to come with some hardware and some better planning <laughs> on my. 
Wow. Part you always correct. Um, but we're we're by by the time we get past the hundred hump, we're probably gonna be a top five podcast. Be like I know them when they didn't even sound good. Yeah, go back and listen. To, yeah, listen to episode one. We're gonna start season. That's gonna be season two. At a hundred. Yeah. We love you all. Have a safe St. Patrick's Day. Let's make them out after St. Patrick's Day, actually. Hope yeah, you had a good St. Patrick's Day. March Madness is upon us. Get your brackets done. Angie Phillip got uh, right state in the final four. I told you that, right? I got more head state winning it all. Are they even in it? No, they almost no. made it to the big dance. They've played yeah. Murray State and the Racers. And they the lost, final. though. Murray's a seven seed, too. Yeah. Listen to a little I'm 21 Savage. Through that door. Be happy. Have a good week. Have a good weekend. Have a good life. <laughs> For some reason, you never hear us. Until the next time. Ciao. Kappa Alpha, me and my gang, we do all the stepping. Who you checking? It's FN, shoot East or West Because we always on our gang stuff here. Yeah. I heard Poppy outside, and he got the double R.